Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. You are chopping it up with Chuck. Uh, I am the editor-in-chief of Cannabis and Tech Today, and we have a very special guest today. We have Eric Kaufman, the Chief Revenue Officer from Dama Financial. Eric, how are you? Well, you called me special, so I'm feeling great. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for coming on board and uh, chatting with us today. Where are you located right now, Eric? Well, thanks for thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. It's it's great to be here, and I'm in Los Angeles. Ah, you're where, down where in, we uh, found out just a couple of days ago that we are shelter in place through July. So I will be here for quite some time. I I saw that, and we were talking pre podcast just a little bit. You think that uh, um, that the commercial real estate space is going to uh, is going to probably take a big hit from this as people you know get comfortable working from home and businesses operating remotely. Yeah, I mean it's a total non sequitur, but not but not as uh, as much as you would think. I, I do. I think habits are changing. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And 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 as we continue the shelter in place, people have pivoted and learned to work from home, and companies have learned to trust employees and figure out how everybody can work from home and work remotely. And so I think once things do eventually open back up, that um, you know, big businesses may not have as many big offices as they once did. Yeah, there's just going to be a lot of different ways to do business, I think, you know, and that's going to that's going to be part of the new normal, at least for the, you know, for the near future. Yeah, we've seen it. People are entrepreneurial and, you know, um, from a crisis comes opportunity. And we, we've seen the cannabis industry in particular really be uh, ingenious on some levels and figuring out how to pivot and service the customer. And as an essential business, you know, uh, retailers that did not have curbside because that didn't exist or delivery, figuring out how to do that on the fly. And so it's been, um, you know, obviously challenging, but exciting to see as well. Yeah. I, I love that word, uh, resourcefulness. You know, I feel like that of any entrepreneurs across all spectrums, cannabis entrepreneurs are pretty damn resourceful. And, uh, you know, no matter what the challenges are, they seem to always be, um, you know, just kind of able to pivot or respond or, you know, uh, just just keep coming back. It's a it's a resilient and innovative bunch out there. No doubt about it. And, and they've had to be. It has not been mm -hmm. an easy path. And anybody looking to get into the industry in any sector of it, you know, it's not for the faint of heart and they have to be resourceful and creative. And, um, you know, it's, it's a figure it out and get it done mentality in this industry across the board. And, and those are exciting people to work with. Yeah. And, and we brought you on today because, uh, you know, you're, you're with, uh, Dama financial, you're the chief revenue officer. And right now there are some big changes, not just in, you know, how people work, but how people are, you know, uh, uh handling finances right now, what, what kind of pivots are going on, you know, and, and what type of new technologies are, are coming into focus, uh, for businesses. And, and that's why we wanted to talk to you and just kind of, kind of pick your brain and find out, you know, what, what is happening here, um, at this, this date and time in the cannabis industry with regarded to, um, you know, of course, COVID, but, uh, but also finance too. So we're, we're happy to have you here. Um, and we're looking forward to finding out, you know, a little bit more about just kind of your impressions of the, uh, the current situation. So, you know, with that being said, what are your impressions of the current situation? Well, <laughs> I think, you know, it's exciting that cannabis was deemed an essential business. It's exciting that, Absolutely. um, at, at the federal level, you know, with the new, um, 
proposed program being put forth in the House, that cannabis has been included in that. I think it continues to add credibility and sustainability to the industry. Um, you know, what we do at DAMA is we provide access to secure, transparent, compliant FDIC-insured banking. Uh, we find FDIC-insured banks or OCC-insured banks that make both a risk-based and a board-level decision they want to be in cannabis, uh, but also understand they don't know how to do it. So they partner with us, DAMA Financial, to run their entire cannabis program. And that starts with compliance. We become the de facto compliance arm of the bank. Uh, and there are really two sides to that coin, right? We, we, we are the compliance arm of the bank. We do all of the vetting, the KYC, all of the uh, reporting. Um, but we also have the other side, which is the customer facing side and that we procure all the customers uh, and we do all the application, onboarding, customer servicing, ongoing operations, and we provide all the products on behalf of the bank. So everything that we provide is a bank product, which is a, a really unique differentiator uh, in terms of what we do as compared to some others out there in the industry with whom uh, we quote unquote compete. Um, but what, what I think is exciting in the industry is that everybody in this industry is a leader, particularly as it relates to COVID-19. As we said earlier, all these retailers have figured out how to pivot on a dime and offer uh, new verticals to support their customers. And we're behind them doing that uh, with, with a couple of our products, not just our banking, but our merchant processing and digital wallet solution, Paytender, which I'm happy to share more about. Yeah, and, and you, you're talking about uh, these businesses switching up how they how they do business, you know, on the fly. Um, we're probably around, I don't know, six, seven weeks into the, um, you know, stay at home orders here in Colorado. And I'm seeing some restaurants just now decide, hey, let's do, you know, uh, takeout and, and curbside. When that's been available for a long time, there were other restaurants that like the day after they announced the stay at home, you know, they had signs outside. They were really pushing that. Um, it seems like, you know, some businesses are a little bit slow to jump in and realize what they can do. You know, this is on the mainstream side, but the cannabis businesses, man, they, they seem to be really, um, you know, ramping up what they could do, how they could utilize technology and not being afraid to ask for, you know, favors like delivery and, and such where it wasn't even available before, you know, here in, in Colorado, I mean, even, uh, alcohol to go, you know, that's a weird thing to think about that these restaurants, you know, you can go to Chili's and you you can pick up some fajitas and a margarita to go, you know, that was just a matter of the industry saying, Hey, we need to be able to get these ticket prices up. There's big margins on alcohol, you know, let's include that to go. And it's kind of like, you know, you don't get what you don't ask for. So, um, you're right. Cannabis has been deemed essential. Um, they've been stepping up, they've been using technology. They've been really a part of the solution. Um, you know, for jobs and revenue generation and providing medicine. I, I really think this is a pivotal time for, uh, the cannabis industry. And I think that, you know, as we're going to find out more, a lot of the services that you guys provide, um, helping them square away the, the, the financial side, the banking side lets them focus on their business. And is that kind of, you know, what, what you guys are there to do, help them with that side and then let them focus on, you know, how to, how to th thrive during this, uh, this crisis. Yeah. I mean, th there was a lot in, into what you just said to, to unpack, but I think the first thing Look, look how cool it is that in, in the restaurant industry, home delivery has been available for years, right? And you're yeah. telling me in Colorado, some restaurants are just starting to take advantage of that, right? Because they weren't set up for it. Yeah. Cannabis in Colorado, home delivery and curbside didn't even exist until yeah. 
They allowed it to, and boom, next day, the cannabis entrepreneurs have figured out how to do it. Yeah, so really a cool industry to be a part of yeah. where people are moving that quickly and taking advantage of resources at their fingertips to leverage their, their ability and capacity to service the end customer. So that, that's cool. Um, and then the other thing you touched on is, yes, what we're doing is we're providing the whole financial, critical financial architecture or ecosystem to power the cannabis industry, to enable this industry to be able to operate just as if it were a non-cannabis related industry. For people not in cannabis, they don't realize how hard it is to get a bank account. And if you don't have a bank account, what's, what's that mean? It's difficult to pay bills. You can't write checks. You can't do ACH or wire transactions. What do you do with all your cash? You can only spend so much cash in a day. You know, do you drive across town to pay your taxes at City Hall? Well, now City Hall is closed. Where do you go pay your taxes? All of these things just start to um, create headaches for you. But not only headaches, they're real costs to doing business. So as we're able to roll out this whole financial ecosystem, um, it, it, it allows for better efficiencies, uh, cost savings, and the ability to simply run your business just as if it were a non-cannabis related business. That is music to the ears of business owners everywhere. You know, they want to be able to focus <laughs> on what they do best, which is running their business. Um, how, did, how did you get started? How did you get into the, uh, the industry? So I got into cannabis uh, through somebody I worked with before. So one of our co-founders, Dan Henry, he's the chairman of the company. He's a, if there's such a thing of, as a payments industry veteran or, or mm -hmm. a payments industry celebrity, he's the guy. So um, uh, the two co-founders, Dan Henry, Henry and Ang Hatsopoulos, both are payment industry veterans. Um, they took two payments companies public. But the important thing to note there is that both of their companies that they took public one of the fundamental value propositions was moving cash-based economies to bank and digital economies. And that's wow. all we're doing here in cannabis, cash-based economy, trying to bank it, digitize it, and allow people to transact uh, electronically. So I worked for Dan at his first company called Euronet Worldwide um, many years ago uh, over in Central and Eastern Europe. And, and it was the, the largest third-party outsource provider to the multinational banks and Central and Eastern Europe, and then Africa and Asia. Uh, so I knew what he was up to. Uh, Dan and Aang and, and team spent a couple years in development at Dama before taking it to market. And when they were ready to go to market, um, Dan reached out and that was that. I was off to the races. It's a, uh, it's, it's so cool to see everybody's got a unique story, you know, about how they got into the cannabis industry or, you know, at what time that they did, but it's, uh, it's cool to see these, these innovative minds coming in here to solve problems because ultimately that's, that's, those are the businesses that thrive and that continue to do well during this time. And, and speaking of solving problems, um, you know, contactless, contactless um, uh, transactions and cashless transactions are kind of the way forward now. Um, can you talk a little bit about the demand that you're seeing for that and how you guys help with, uh, you know, not just the merchant processing, but the actual process of, um, you know, doing the transaction without cash and without, with as minimal contact as possible. Absolutely. So when you think about contactless payments, right, people, um, I don't know that the average person kind of computes what that is, but think of it as pay with your phone, right? Mm -hmm. So we've, we've developed, cash is inherently dirty. You don't know how many hands have touched a bill. Um, and so with COVID, obviously that's become a bigger and bigger concern. Yeah. And we have a product called PayTender. 
And Paytender is a merchant processing and digital consumer wallet solution. So think of it, the best analogy is Venmo meets the Starbucks app. So a merchant accepts Paytender and a consumer can download the wallet by going to paytender.com. They download the wallet, add it to their home screen. And to register, you just need your first name, last name, email, phone number. It takes two seconds. It's faster than using the ATM inside the dispensary. And once you've registered, you're done. You never need to do it again. Uh, once you've downloaded the wallet, there are two ways to pay. And we, we're the only solution out there that offers two different solutions to pay. You can either pay by using your debit card or through the wallet, you directly link your bank account and it's a direct ACH transaction. Uh, and with both of our solutions, uh, there's, there's no rounding up. There's no cash back. Uh, it's a straightforward digital consumer wallet. The, the user experience is very similar to that of Venmo on the Starbucks app. And that was done by design so that for um, the user learning curve, there, there really is none. And again, it's a bank product. We're running this product on behalf of an FDIC insured bank. And the big thing is that it's transparent all the way through. The bank knows it's cannabis. The merchant knows it's cannabis. The customer knows it's cannabis. And I love the way that you said that it's uh, it's very user friendly. You know, technology, no matter how good it is, if it's not easy for the uh, for the user, then they're not going to they're not going to get with it. You know, sometimes uh, I think the debit cards are supposed to you're supposed to be able to tap them. Sometimes, you know, right. at the uh, at the places it's like you can swipe or you can use a chip or you can tap. I've never had the tap work. And so right. it's, it's like one of those things, you know what I mean? Like it's got to work for people to trust it and be comfortable with it. Um, I think that's cool that you're, you're, you're talking about how simple it is for the yeah. end user. Cause that, that's what'll okay. keep them using it. That, absolutely right. And so look, there, it, it pay tender works in store online for e-commerce, home delivery, curbside, self-service kiosk, all of those verticals. If you go in store as the customer, you walk in say, I want to pay with pay tender at the merchant side. Uh, as we're integrating with all the major POS providers, they just pull up the Paytender um, app on the merchant terminal. They enter the amount, and then they ask the customer to pull up their QR code and scan it just like the Starbucks app. So many people have used the Starbucks app. They're very used to it. Online for e-commerce, when you go to check out, you click pay with Paytender. Very simple um, you know, user interface in terms of it's just like the PayPal experience. So we've, we've mirrored those experiences by design. Uh, and the consumer's very familiar with that. So the, uh, the the user adoption rate has been through the roof. And for the merchants, it's great because uh, they have next uh, one day settlement, um, which is which is tremendous for them because that has not been the case, you know, historically, not only in in cannabis but in in many industries. Uh, and as well, we have another feature coming down the pike, which will be consumer credit. As I mentioned earlier, Today, the consumer just needs first name, last name, email, phone to download the app with a couple additional pieces of information. We will be able to uh, instantly load that consumer's wallet with $100, dollars $300, $300, however much they've been pre-approved for. So it'll be the first solution that has consumer credit. Wow. You guys are innovating over there. You're not just, you're not just uh, you know, showing up with yesterday's solutions. You guys are bringing new stuff to the table. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's how we... The way we build new product is that mm -hmm. we're out there in the field. We talk to our customers. We talk to people who are interested and we hear what the needs are. And then we go build the suit. And, and do you see that, um, because obviously you guys have your finger on the pulse. Do you see that uh, retailers and dispensaries are doing, are doing good right now that business is good, you know, during this, this time, because it has been deemed essential or what are, what are you hearing? 
I think sales are up, right? As mm-hmm. as we've seen, and and it goes in waves. At first, everybody loaded up, and then you know <laughs> tailed off a bit. Yes, How they much did. Do you need, right? That's because the lines in Colorado, <laughs> right? And then and then they load up again, or the shelter in place gets extended, and everybody loads up again. Um, so. I think dispensaries are very busy. I think they're doing well. There's still a number of inherent issues uh, in the industry to running a cannabis related business that are very expensive, whether it's 280E, the amount of compliance, the the federal, you know, local state taxes. Uh, it's just a very expensive industry to be in. And although these businesses are selling a lot of product, don't forget, they've also undertaken a huge amount of time, energy, effort, and expenses to be able to pivot. That doesn't just happen. Yeah. So there's a co- there's a real cost to that. So you, know, you read a lot of the headlines and it looks like it's the boom time for the industry. Um, but I, I just issue some caution and, and, and say, I don't, I don't know that everybody's making money hand over fist like the headlines would, would lead you to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the fact that you said earlier in our conversation about, you know, jumping through burning hoops, it seems like cannabis uh, businesses and, and entrepreneurs, man, they are so used to jumping through burning hoops and, you know, extra layers of taxes and extra layers of regulation and extra layers of like, I mean, how crazy is it that when the, uh, the first wave of the uh, the loans came out for the businesses um, that cannabis was excluded you know, I mean that, you know, maybe it'll be rectified in some other waves or something like that, but that's a pretty big kick in the teeth right there to an industry that has been, uh, you know, paying a lot of taxes and, and creating jobs and, you know, has proven and deemed be, essential. Yeah. Right? And, so and how be, are you, how are you deemed essential? society? Yeah. You know, like it's not, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it just seems like there's so many layers of extra stuff that uh, cannabis business owners have to go through, it's important for them to find services and companies that can can simplify and, and make it easy for them to, again, focus on what they want to do, which is their, their core business. Well, I'll give you a, a good example of that. Um, well, one, pay tender is, has helped all that, right? One, one mm-hmm. of the um, key things that it does, right, if people are, elect, are tra- uh, transacting electronically and we're settling electronically, it increases the velocity with which the merchant has the ability to access their money, right? And they need that, that money for operations. Um, but think about this, the, the other hurdle or example, or, or call it the, um, the conflict between the, the industry and um, what's going on in the world. A lot of, we have a program called Cash to Tax, which is for municipalities. Mm-hmm. And it allows them to promote to their, lic- to their license operators the ability to open up a very streamlined account with us. And what that does is it allows the licensed operators schedule armor car cash pickup. Uh, and by next day, have the funds in their account to pay taxes and licensing fees electronically. Well, in these municipalities where so many of the licensed operators show up every month to pay their taxes and licensing fees in cash. Now they have nowhere to pay them because city hall is closed. Oh, in all yeah. these municipalities. Well, how do you renew your license if mm-hmm. you have an outstanding tax liability? But you can't pay the tax liability because you literally have nowhere to go to make the payment. So, you know, you know it's just, um, there are a lot of levels. It's, it's the cannabis industry is definitely not a, um, uh, uh, an easy road to haul, right? And, and <laughs> it's not straightforward. To it's put not it for the faint of heart. <laughs> You've got to be is, ready to it strap is. it up and uh, yeah, and fight the good fight. Yeah, you got to be a problem solver. 
You definitely have to be a problem solver. And speaking of problem solvers, we've got to take a quick break. Uh, We're going to give a shout out to one of our sponsors for this podcast who is out there solving problems as we speak. Uh, But when we come back, I want to talk to you, uh, and we're here with Eric Kaufman from Dama Financial. I want to talk to you just a little bit more with an eye towards the future um, and how you guys listen to the needs of, uh, you know, of, of the businesses that are out there and how you create and adapt products based on that feedback so that you guys are responding to them and, and find out what you think is, uh, is going to be here to stay in the future of the cannabis industry. So we'll be back right after this brief moment. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. Today's episode is brought to you by PolyScience. For five decades, PolyScience has responded to the needs of laboratory, chemical, medical, industrial, and plastics market with unparalleled innovation, passion, and user focus. Their dedication to quality, ease of operation, and reliability has helped them become a global company that spans six continents. PolyScience refrigerated circulators, heated circulators, chillers, recirculating coolers, water baths, and special purpose products are designed to simplify tasks, take less space, integrate more seamlessly, and perhaps most important, make your work more productive and enjoyable. To learn more, visit polyscience.com. That's www.polyscience.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cannabis Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck, and we're here with Eric Kaufman, Chief Revenue Officer at Dama Financial. And um, we were just talking about your uh, uh, the product that you guys have out there, which is called the uh, the Cash to Tax. You're solving a problem right now where people got to pay their taxes, but a lot of uh, you know government offices are closed; they're not available. You guys basically bridge that gap right there. How do you guys figure out? You know, how do you listen to the needs of uh, the customers and then provide services to to help close those gaps? What's what's your guys's process over there? Well, we originally set out to solve the most pressing need, which was just having a bank account. Yeah, right? and so that that was the most pressing need, and we've done that. And the goal is to commoditize that because any licensed cannabis business should have access to transparent and compliant banking. Uh, so as as we've done that and we get to know our customers, and by the way, there are so many different customers. People think cannabis industry, but you know, if you say f- the food industry, you know, a restaurant is not the same as a supermarket, you know, which is not the same as Uber Eats, right? But those yeah. they're all in the food industry. Uh, and, and somehow cannabis industry just gets lumped together, but you've got retailers, cultivators, manufacturers, distributors, labs, people in, in, in so many different verticals. So as we solve the issue of the bank account, you know, and we meet so many different people, you listen to the customer and you figure out what it is that they need. Yeah. Uh, with that, we developed Paytender, which is the merchant processing and digital consumer wallet solution for retail home delivery e-commerce. We built Dama Payments which is a B2B invoicing platform uh, that on our um, online account center, if you have an account with us, you can send an invoice direct to your vendors. They get the invoice and they click pay now. And from that, the vendor can schedule Armor Car Cash pickup or they could pay you electronically by ACH or wire, uh, which is is a game changer. It goes back to what I was saying earlier, increasing the velocity with which the cannabis business gets access to their own money so that they can put it back into the business. Um, you know, cash to tax. We were seeing all the issues that municipalities had collecting tax revenue, which is the reason they legalized this. Okay, well, we could solve that problem. It's actually a streamlined version 
of our premier account. You know, it's just a, a very limited in scope version of that. We can roll that out. So we did. So as we're out there in the field and, and we, our relationship managers at Dama talk to the customers, we hear the pain points and try to become problem solvers. Wow. That's, uh, no, it's just fascinating that you guys are really, you guys are filling in the gaps, you know, and helping the businesses a lot. Is it true that uh, cannabis uh, businesses do, they, they cannot declare bankruptcy? It's true. It's true. Ah. Well, and that, and that goes back, look, that, that, that's a great point. Uh, because you were talking a, a moment ago about an eye towards the future. Mm-hmm. So what's a difficult thing for them to get? Access to capital and access mm-hmm. to capital at a decent rate, right? And that's holding businesses back from being able to grow. So we know that on our product roadmap, you know, more traditional types of lending, lines of credit, uh, factoring based on inventory and receivables, you know, that that's on our roadmap uh, because that eventually that's what the industry needs to be able to grow um, no different than the apparel industry or anything else. Absolutely. And by the way, the, the, the destigmatizing is important too, which is part of the mission of, you know, what, what we do and the other media outlets, because, um, you know, we've got three different magazines we do over here, three different tech magazines and um, Stripe dropped us uh, as a, just an online payment processing for, I think, you know, they, they were doing an online store or something like that for one of our regular tech magazines, innovation and tech today, they weren't doing anything for cannabis or cannabis related or anything like that. But they knew somehow they figured out that, uh, that we had a cannabis magazine over here and they dropped us. And, you know, so we're like about as far removed from the flower, you know, or from the plant as you can be, um, you know, so to speak. And, and even us over here, you know, we're like, okay, we got to find another, you know, a payment processor for this online portal or whatever. So it's still a battle out there, uh, even for businesses that seem, you know, pretty far removed. Like you said, there's so yeah. many different ancillary. Well, we get, you know, we have a lot of customers that are law firms or accounting practices that have a cannabis practice within their practice. And they set up a separate account for it because they can't commingle those funds with, you oh, know, at their more traditional yeah. style bank, you know, or their corporate bank. Um, and you know, the destigmatizing uh, thing is, it's really important. And I think it's getting better with cannabis being deemed essential. Uh, I think I you're think right. As, as business people come into the industry, you don't see them being so concerned. Oh, you know, I work in cannabis. How's that going to be looked at? I, I, I just don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, one, but one thing you, you won't see change that will not change is that it is a high risk industry. And something that I was surprised to learn was that today, Still, roughly 30% of all alcohol transacts in cash, right? Don't think Coors. I know you're in Colorado. Don't <laughs> think Anheuser-Busch, right? But yeah. think your local liquor store or local bar. And so there's a lot of cash transactions. So roughly 30% of all alcohol sales in the U.S. are in cash. That makes it a high-risk industry because that creates opportunity for money laundering. So at no uh-huh. point in our lifetime will cannabis be considered a lower risk than alcohol? So it's always going to be difficult to bank. It's always going to require a lot of compliance. And there'll never be a point where every bank is accepting cannabis deposits. Um, so there, there will always be hurdles, but the destigmatizing uh, component of that is imperative. 
Wow. You know, you just, you made me realize that, uh, first of all, when you said money laundering, I was, I was thinking of Ozark cause I just finished <laughs> watching that and holy cow, is that a wild ride? Huh? <laughs> I like, I like Jason Bateman, but I learned way too much about money laundering watching that. <laughs> I, I, I still think of him in silver spoon. So it's, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> he's, I'm sure he's proud of that. <laughs> I know. Right. He no. Uh, so, so let me ask you this. What, um, what, what's here to stay? Uh, you know, and because we've got a little bit of time left here, but what's here to stay in your opinion, um, you know, because of COVID and what's just going to be temporary and, you know, maybe in a year or two, we just go back to doing, doing whatever. But, um, you know, we started off the conversation talking about the pivot. We talked about kind of a new normal. What do you think's here to stay? And uh, what do you think, um, you know, isn't? Cannabis is here to stay. I think that's clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's exciting. I think you, you, Consumer habits have changed and are continuing to change, meaning uh, contactless payment, you know, paying, being able to pay with your phone, being able to pay electronically uh, for the consumer, meaning pay tender, uh, in my opinion, will be the ubiquitous form of electronic payment solution for the industry, which is exciting. People ordering online, home delivery in California, although, you know, the state has legalized it, uh, roughly 30% of the municipalities allow a retail shop. So delivery is imperative. Um, so I think delivery is only going to grow. E-commerce is only going to grow. Absolutely. Uh, You know, and that's, that's exciting for the industry. Do you think, and and I've heard crazy wild speculation out there, but do you think they'll ever get to where you can, you can mail it, you know, talking about the postal service, they're having a, uh, you know, a real tough go of it right now. And I heard some people talking about, okay, here's how you can, you know, stimulate that and you can, you know, help the economy and you can do this, you know, do do you think that there's any other forms of technology that are going to be able to be applied in the cannabis space to, you know, to help it grow and to help it serve more people? I don't know about the post office. Maybe Amazon, maybe Amazon. I just bank it. But, uh, you know, yeah. we, so, um, you know, I don't, I don't know about that, but I, look, I think from crisis creates opportunity and ingenuity and creativity. And I, we're seeing that, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you, you just saw Drizzly, a large alcohol home delivery company launch lantern. Now a cannabis delivery company. Wow. Uh, so I, you know, these are all exciting developments. And so, um, you know, what other forms of distribution will come, you know, I, I, I don't know, but it's industry's filled with a lot of smart, creative, uh, motivated people. And that's exciting to be around. And the other thing that's really fun is that it's really a rising tide moment in the mm-hmm. industry. You know, it's really collaborative. People try to connect good people with good people. Uh, understanding that you know, one bad actor brings the whole house down. So let's, let's try to do it the right way. And that's fun to be a part of. I don't, I don't think you, there are a lot of opportunities in life where you get to be a part of an entire industry at this inflection point. I agree. And and I think that's a good point that you brought up too about the, you know, people try to hook people up and network with other good people. You know, the the industry is trying hard to self-regulate and self-police, you know, where it can. And so I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of really smart, uh, innovative uh, people out there that it's going to, that's going to continue to keep this industry moving forward where some others have maybe gotten a little bit lazy when it comes to the innovation department. That is definitely not happening here. And speaking of which, it's definitely, 
actually not laziness when it comes to what you guys are offering. So how can the audience uh, try out some of this stuff that you're talking about? How can they, uh, you know, find out about the pay tender or, you know, some of the other things you guys have available? Sure. It's all available at damafinancial.com. Uh, so if you go there, list all our products from the, the premier account to pay tender, cash to tax, um, everything's there. The entire application is done online. When you click apply now, we've got a wonderful uh, core team that walks you through the application and onboarding process. Once you get through, you end up with a relationship manager that, uh, that holds your hand every step of the way. It truly is a white glove service. Um, and, and, you know, we pride ourselves on that. We pride ourselves on the customer service and, uh, the, the feedback that we get, um, at least tells us we're doing a, a nice job on that front. So it's, it's a great group to be a part of and, and, um, thrilled to be able to provide something, not just of service, but of need to the industry. So again, damafinancial.com, you can, you can learn about us there. And the phone number is 877-401-3262. Eric, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I look forward to meeting you in the future at one of these uh, events once we get them back up and going again. I know networking and events is a big part of the industry, but really appreciated you coming on here for a few minutes and uh, you know just sharing your insight uh, with our audience. And uh, let's uh, let's do it again sometime. It was a pleasure to chop it up with Chuck, and uh, <laughs> look look forward to meeting you too in person soon. Awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. Uh, that's the end of this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. If you liked it, go ahead and uh, hit the like button and share with your friends. Um, make sure that you subscribe. And don't forget to follow the conversation uh, on all your favorite social media channels at canatechtoday.com. That way you can stay in the conversation. We have lots of, lots of good content that we're cranking out right now. And with that being said, we will uh, catch you on the next episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. And until then, We'll see you later.